town is all that's left here The gold rush it is over And depression days draw near Tonight after sundown I'm gonna pack my case
Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another Midnight Podcast with your host, Jay Glover. I'm him. Um, what's going on? How y'all been? Y'all taking care of yourselves? Y'all doing all right? Y'all staying in touch with your family? Y'all making sure y'all being fed? Y'all making sure y'all got toilet paper? Floss? You know, even though floss improves nothing for dental hygiene, Actually, you can actually go without flossing and still have great teeth. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping that y'all hanging in there. I know y'all hanging in there because the people that listen to me are strong people like yourself. So, uh, you know, shout out to y'all. You know. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little sad. You know, I I do a lot more hiding from public than wanting to be seen in public. You know, I I ain't that type of dude. That's why you don't see me in a studio with a big microphone talking to you right now, man. I'd rather just, you know, wrap a taste with you and, you know, have you listen to me and, you know, reach out to me or me reach out to you. Uh, This is therapeutic, especially for tonight. Uh, When you spend a lot of time alone, like a lot of time alone, you tend to reflect and reminisce about everything in life. And in my life, from a very early age, and I've I have close friends now. In the last uh, uh, volume, you know, I was always talking about you know keep the number of friends down to the fingers on one hand. You know what I mean? Five, six, seven good friends that you could just think back on and just be like, yeah. That's that's a nigga. That's that's a real dude. That's a real chick. That's a down person. And one of the guys that I love to death, man, and I think is a good person to share with y'all and a good story to share with y'all is the legend of Two-Tone Tony. Now, for those who know me, more specifically, my Ohio niggas from Dayton who know me um, know who I'm talking about. Don't say his name. Don't go out on social media and be like, oh, this is Two-Tone Tony. But uh, there's a story, a very, very good American story about me and this man. Um and I'm just reciting off the top of my head. Uh, so, Two-Tone, I know you're listening. And um, if I butcher up some shit in between, you know, call me out on it. You know, tell me <laughs> your side of the story. And um, tell me how bad I butchered it. But <laughs> I'm just telling it from my point of view. I'm, I'm just going to be real. Uh there's a lot of things that a lot of people are going to question. Uh, 
about this story. They're going to be like, how the hell did this happen? And trust me, you see me and Two-Tone together, man? I mean, me and Two-Tone are dudes. We are dudes. Let me tell you the first time I met this great man. It was me, him, and another friend of ours, Aaron. Now, I can't put my finger on what it was, but this was like my junior year in Ohio. Because when I grew up, I was, uh, you know, I tell y'all I'm a Texas dude, but y'all also have to remember my mil- my dad was in the military. So, uh, you know, the last two years, maybe two and a half years, I had to go to Ohio and I graduated from Ohio, grew up in Texas. In the last two years of my high school life, I graduated in Ohio. And let me tell you, when I say this, if it wasn't for Ohio, I don't think I would have been able to be down with white people the way I am today. I think they gave me the right lessons in living with white folks, especially my man Two-Tone Tony, because me and Two-Tone actually start off, started off on the bad foot. I will never forget this, and I know he's probably like, oh my God, I can't believe he's telling this story, but it's a good lesson. It's a good lesson about America, and it's a good lesson about people, man. If you just, and like I said, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to lead you astray and sit here and say, you know, listen to me, do this, do that, and it'll work. No, I don't know if it'll work, but I know it can happen. I know it can happen because it's happened for me. So that's what this is about. This is essentially about the legend of Two-Tone Tony and how me and this cat became the great friends and better men that we are because of the fact that we met. The first time I met my man, he called me a nigger. Yeah, yeah, he didn't know me, he just called me a nigger. Like, he he's never been around a black person, he never, well, I shouldn't say never been around a black person, but he, he never really hung out with a black person. So, and he was around people who said that shit, including the man that was with us, Aaron, which is another mutual friend of ours. Um, they're from, they're from Trump country, Ohio. I'm talking Trump country. Um, and these, these dudes and the cats that I hung out with in Dayton, Ohio, are probably way funner than the people I have met since that time. Outside of the Japanese people that I know, y'all get to know them too soon enough. But that's a difference. That's a that's a saga in itself. I, that might take a couple of volumes in itself. But my man Two Tone Tony, the first night I will never forget it. He called me a nigger, and he didn't mean it. In a in a distasteful way and I could tell because once we started talking and once we started uh you know hanging out that night we started getting into the subject of rock music 
I remember it. And we were just talking about, you know, bands and, you know, music and stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm into Iron Maiden. That's my favorite 80s band. You know, uh, yeah, I love Zeppelin. You know, I'm just trying to, I'm, you know, I'm not familiar with them right now, but, you know, I, I really want to get into it. You know, you know, I, you know, I know Iced Earth, you know, shout out to my metalheads out there, you know, you know, Lamb of God, stuff like that. We had another friend, Zach, who all the, I should say all the outcast at, at our high school. He, his house was like the outcast house, like all the outcasts that didn't fit in, like all congregated at this place. This was our sanctuary. And, you know, it was like a Soho house for, you know, the disgruntled, the, the, the trash, the filth, you know, all my homies, you know, Warwick, you know, Jay Coots, uh, you know, Baby Johnson, Jay, you know, Justin, Jay Ferg, uh, uh, Josh, you know, the whole crew, you know, just a bunch of just weird <laughs> you know, two-tone, you know, just a bunch of weird, it was, it was, it was a weird group, it was, my man Aaron, you know, like, we were just a weird cast of people looking back at it, we were, we all were cool with each other, you know, my man Scott, his sister, you know, Miranda, you know, all of us, we was just, we were just this group of, like, bohemian vagabonds i guess you could say in high school and what made us all click was that we were so out of place in our places that we just all clicked to get, like together together um you know and my man and i actually became friends the first night now the reason how we became friends was because he told me in his own words, and I'm just paraphrasing what this man said. Um, but he was like, you know, I'm, I'm, dude, I am totally sorry. I do not, I've never met a guy that was actually interested and actually knew what he was talking about that I liked. Like, I never thought I would meet a guy like you. And he, and Till this day, that was the first and only day he ever called me nigger. Ever. Ever. He never uttered that word ever again after that day. And he hasn't. That was when we were 16 years old. 15, 16, 17 years old. We're 33 and 34 now. And that was really the beginning of the legend of Two-Tone Tony. Because from that time on, we lived parallel lives, but we always stayed in touch. We actually, uh, through that talk, actually figured out that we both, you know, loved playing music. You know, I played bass, obviously, you know, <laughs> and he was a drummer. And, uh, you know, we did the, the two years that I was up there, you know, I did the band thing. You know, I, I, you know, I was gigging. We played shows. We actually played on, on stages at shows. You know, like I told you, my man, Jay Coots, uh, you know, my man, Matt, 
all of us, man, we, it was just kind of like a session, it was like, we were session musicians playing in three variations of the same band, you know what I mean, kind of like, we all had different bands, but it was all the same musicians, (laughs) and we would just be like, okay, we're gonna use this band, you know, we might have the two same, you know, guitarists in one band playing another band with a different drummer, that played in another band with me, but I was, you know what I mean? Like, we all had our own bands, but we all played in each other's bands, right? And so, that camaraderie, and me being the only black dude, not only damn near in the state, but pretty much in my area, out in Page Banner, uh, you know, military housing, you know, we would just kick it, you know, my dad, and my dad loved it, my dad loved them, he was just, he he thought they were weird, but he loved the fact that they were who they were, he loved them, he was just like, man, it, it, y'all just living, man, and I, and he loved that, he was like, man, you out there, you're playing music, you're doing something, you're staying out of trouble, you're just having a good time with these cats, man, and I did, man, I had a lot of good times with them, but, you know, me and my man Two-Tone, you know, we actually went into the service together. You know, we both joined the Air Force. Now, here's the here's the, here's the thing. The reason why I want to talk about this man's legend is because his story is so similar to mine, but yet so unique in itself um you know he he's he and i have battled with alcoholism um you know at the same time in the same service in the military you know and we would talk about it while we were both in the military you know we joined for different reasons but we were in we we were in at different times but we were in the military I remember I was a holdover in boot camp because my ass didn't come back until after curfew when we graduated from BMT. <laughs> so they made me stay an extra six weeks to learn a lesson at BMT. I should have known my military career was over at that point, but by the grace of God, I was able to actually finish another three years before I got kicked out. But that's neither here nor there. The whole point is... um you know, during those six weeks, I didn't know Tony was going to join the military. I had not, I didn't have no way because in BMT, you can't, it's like what's going on today. You're dictated. You're told what to do. You're told when to do it, how to do it, why you do it. And that's it. You can't, it's yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And, uh, during this time when I was a holdover, I was, I don't know what I was doing, but I, but it was like, I was in a, I was in a, I don't want to say, and my man could correct me, but, uh, I was, I was doing something and my man was like, you know, Hey, Jay. And I was like, Tony. 
And that's when he told me, yeah, man, I, I decided to join, you know, I'm going to go out and do this, you know, you know, you know, you know, my mother was in the, uh, in the military, you know, and stuff like that. And I was like, man, that's cool, man. That's good. That's good. You know, blah, 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 blah. What are you doing here? Yeah, I came back late from uh, after curfew, so they're making me stay at boot camp for an extra six weeks. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I never thought I was going to see this man again. And here we are in San Antonio. And he's sitting here like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I got in. I was a fuck up. And he was like, all right, cool. Well, <laughs> I graduate next week. Uh, do you want to want to hang out or something? Will you have some time afterwards? I was like, yeah, man, for you, anytime. So um, I see him, I think, I think the day of or the day before graduation or something. I, I think I seen him one more time. <laughs> Uh, before he graduated and we just hung out we we talked we caught up you know we were just talking about where we were gonna go uh what we were gonna do in the air force and you know being our merry way so you know i've i served my time <laughs> as y'all can already tell i love serving time that's why this shit is easy for me this whole corona thing was easy uh but <laughs> uh I remember my man came up and he was just like, hey, man, we got to keep in touch, man. And uh, we exchanged numbers. Now, he ends up going to Dover. I want to say Dover. And I end up in Abilene. Um, with, and, I, and I met a bunch of great people, man. My people, you know, my people Murray, you know, uh his brother, um uh his other brother too, uh my my man Lopez, you know, Yates, you know, McCarty, uh, you know, Fennell, you know, this, that was my crew. That was that was us, you know what I mean? And um you know, you'll hear about them in another podcast too, man, but they were they were Group, good group of men, man. We we all we all we all were there for each other. We were down, man. We were down. We had a lot of good times up in that bitch, man. But during this time, man, I battled with alcoholism, and it it cost me my career essentially in the Air Force. Um, my man Two Tone was a bit more luckier in that case but we he struggled just as much as i did maybe even more i don't know his battle but i know we were open enough to talk about it from time to time you know he deployed i deployed you know we've been in our fair share of shit we just were like you know what uh this ain't for us you know uh shortly after i'm out he gets out you know and Every every single time I talked to him, or when I would talk to him, you know, we would always talk about what we could have accomplished, or you know, let's you know, let's get the because you know we used to. 
play in bands together and all that. So you'd be like, yo, man, we should get a band together. This is when we were like 20, like 23, 24, 25. It was for a while. We were just talking and we were just living off old memories. We were thinking, man, we should, we can get back into it. And I had visited my man, uh, like two or three times in Ohio. And we'll get to that. I'm just foreshadowing. But, uh, I had visited him, uh, after we had gotten out. Now, I was in college at that time. I didn't, you know, I was in college and, uh, the first time I met him, it was my first, or not met him, but that I saw him was my freshman year in college after the military. Uh, you know, he picked me up. We went to Hooters. We ate some wings. And, uh, you know, we went back to our crib. You know, he, he treated me nice. His mom, great woman, great woman, great woman, just real woman real woman his mom and um you know i got to see my boys you know i had mm -hmm. pictures and whatnot uh the theme song that you heard the intro song that you heard was the song that he told me to listen to he was like man you you'll dig this song man this is this is exactly how this whole trip is going because i'm gonna tell you something if you ever find your if i uh, uh, paddles uh, right pat right i can't think of the it's in beaver creek it's out in beaver creek paddles right right someone someone send me a message and tell me what the um right correct bar is but um i remember we we went out there and we had this thing called bug juice man if you ever go out there and you ask for the bud bug juice only drink one picture okay don't don't be crazy like me and my man two tone and try to live the night and regret it because I don't remember after the second like seriously this is what happened when I went back with that dude this man and I drunk two pictures of this bug juice and we don't even remember buying the second picture we don't even remember finishing the first picture and everybody told us there was a lot of us around us at that time that we, me and him, were having such a good time that we actually drank the both pictures. And I remember Johnson was there. I remember Zach was there. I remember uh, my ex at the time was there with her man. And um, there was another girl. I don't want to give. I don't want to give her name out. Uh, that was there. That we were kind of flirting, but I had known in high school, and you know. <laughs> You know, I had never had the balls to talk to during high school. But that night, I just was on my game, and we were just talking. And she was like, yeah, I remember you. You know, we just never talked. Why? It was like one of those things where we were just like, damn, like, why didn't we ever talk? <laughs> you know? And it was only the one night that we talked, but we were just like, man, you know, it was cool. It was good. Like, it was like that connection. Like, you know, if I was younger, we probably we probably would have had something, but, eh, you know, I'm only here. It's good that, you know, I actually got, I got the chance to talk to you and know that it was going to be the case. Um, I remember our first fight was during that time. You know what I mean? We, we were, <laughs> I forgot what it was, but it was, it was epic because a lot of people never seen us two fight. And I think it was just, 
coordination. I think it was over coordination. And I was the asshole. I look back at it. We we both kind of, we both hugged afterwards. We were like, man, what are we fighting about? And we hugged afterwards and we went back. That's the only fight I can remember was going to Waffle House. It was like snowing outside. It was like 15 of us, all guys, all dudes, just (laughs) either high, drunk or crazy or both or all three. And I don't know what it was. But I was just getting pissed off at my man. And Tony was getting pissed off at me. We're both alphas. Okay? We were both sitting there like, okay, you know what? One of us is going to lead. And I don't like where you're leading. I want to lead. It's me. It's all about me. And Tony had the right to call me out. He was like, dude, this he was like, dude, it's for all of us. We're all here for each other. It's nice that you're here. We are all happy that you're here. And we'll keep and we want you here. You're visiting. Yeah, we we're all want you here. That's why we're all going out. That's why you, you're getting your food paid for. But don't be a dick and make it about you. And that, and that set me off. I was like, what the, who the fuck is this cat? <laughs> I was like, okay, so things changed since we last saw each other. You know what I mean? By the time we get to Waffle House, we're yelling. We're yelling at each other everybody's shy everybody's like what the fuck is happening we get close and like it was just kind of like a look at each other we're just like we're fighting over waffle house like we're here we're right here (laughs) they're like we we still made it to waffle house like what are we tripping about and we move and we moved on we moved on from that we were just like okay you know what it's silly it's ridiculous that we did all that um, you know, I remember the first time my man, he, uh, bought me for my birthday, uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. And, uh, it, I still have it. So if you're listening, man, I still got, I still have that. And, you know, he, I, I will never forget. We went to a Walmart. I was still in, um, uh, I, was, I think we were seniors at that time and it was my birthday and he was like, oh man. And I was in a big Pink Floyd trip. He got me onto Pink Floyd. And so we were in a big Pink Floyd trip and he was like, dude, I'm going to get your dark side of the moon. And he like, he, he didn't even try to surprise me. He was like, dude. That's going to be your birthday present. I'm buying you dark, dark Side of the Moon. So we went out to uh, where Tecumseh is out there. And uh, I can't think. Uh, Franklin. Uh, I want to say Franklin, Ohio. I was out in the boonies. And there's this Walmart out there. And uh, Aaron's dad, who called me son, or his black son, and I would call him dad. Uh <laughs> If you've been to Franklin, Ohio, you would understand why I, that was the way it was like, <laughs> but we were going all the way out there to go jam. Right. And, you know, Aaron was like, yeah, man, you know, come out here for your birthday, man. You will we'll all drink, you know, dad's in here, man. He wants you to come out, man. You know, and the reason why, uh, dad, and the reason why I call him dad was one, that's all he wanted me to call him. He was like, you're my black son. 
He was like, I've been, same thing with Tony. He was like, I've never met a black kid or a black person that genuinely, enthusiastically loves, you know, our music. Like, and he was a bass player. And he would let me play his basses and be like his stand-up bass and stuff like that. He would teach me. He was like, dude, I love you. You're my black son. Like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, you, you, you are my black son. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's all racist up in Ohio, but it's like, once again, if you reach out and just be real with people, you can get the racism, man. You can actually just sit there and just relate and just be like, look. I don't care that you're racist. I just like the fact that you like what I like and I like what you like. F this, F this racism. F this racism. <laughs> you know what I mean? And every single one of them, that's the common theme. Every single one of them was willing to overlook it because I was willing to overlook it. I was like, I don't care that you're racist. I just like the fact that you like what I like. And they... And they reciprocated that. They understood that. They, they, I wasn't trying to be fake with them. I wasn't trying to jump in and be like, oh, well, you know, I guess if everybody else likes, you know, rock music, I'm going to like. No, I genuinely was a fan of rock music. My dad brought me up on rock. You know, he listened to Nirvana. He, and that was part of the reason why he loved the people that I was hanging out with. He was like, these kids love old school music. They, you know, I, these guys, Dayton, Ohio, all these cats. They introduced me to Thin Lizzy. They introduced me to Mating. They introduced me to uh, 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 Floyd, uh, the Yardbirds, Cream, uh, the Beatles, uh, you know, and, and, and they actually were the ones that introduced me to Soul. They introduced me to the Otis Reddings, the Sam Cooks, the uh, Sam and Daves, the, uh, 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 the Parliament and Funkadelics. They... White folks, white people <laughs> were the ones that were like, yo, man, you should really listen to this stuff. And, you know, some of the stuff my dad already put me on, but the fact that they were just open about it and they're like, hey, man, you and the fact that they were doing it at a musician standpoint, not because I was black, not because I would like rock music, but because they were like, yo, man, you love playing bass. We play, we jam all the time. Yo, dig this. Listen to this bass line. Listen to James Jamerson, man. He was solid behind Marvin Gaye. These are white people telling me this. I never, up until that point in my life, had a black dude utter anything about rock and roll. Hip-hop, R&B, no problem. Rock and roll, they called me white boy in Texas. So in Ohio, it was a learning experience. Our experience. And the fact that it was such a great learning experience, being able to overlook all that and just connect on just the common things that we had, that in itself made me and Two Tones' uh, 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 relationship that much stronger, dude. Like, um, like glue. I shouldn't even like Gorilla Glue, man. And. It's a bond that still lasts to this day, man. I actually spoke with the man before uh, I did this podcast, man. And actually, he helped me with this podcast. Um, this particular one, this uh, volume, that tells you how much uh, commonality 
can change uh, extremes. You know, the commonalities in people are things that we all should be looking for. I think that's the lesson um, that we have is that we're all imperfect. Tony called me a nigger the first day we met him. I, I met him. And I could have been that guy that said, oh, you called me a nigger? Like, oh, I can't fuck with you all or beat him up or something. But that wasn't in me. I was just like, okay, you know what? F it. It's just what it is. And I just kept talking to him. And by the end of the night, he was, him and Aaron were saying sorry. Like, you know, they were calling me a cool cat. Think about this. Think about this. I'm pretty sure I'm the last white, or the last white person. Well, they probably thought of me as honorary white. I don't know. But I'm pretty much sure, I'm pretty damn sure I'm the last black person I've ever been out in those parts where I was going to. I'm talking blue grass Trump country being accepted. Like people were like, hey, come on over, dude. Come on over so we can jam and have a good time. Like, <laughs> And I felt at home every single time. My dad would just let me go. He'd be like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That's Ohio. That's Ohio. I remember um, we used to, you know, just go out. You know, we went to Dave Chappelle's fucking ranch out in the, uh, uh, Antioch, uh, uh, out in Ohio. I don't, you know, I don't, don't want to give the area because I, mean, I know he's a low-key dude. I don't want everybody to go out there. But I remember going out to Dave Chappelle's ranch and just being like touching, touching, touching the fence and be like, oh, you know, that's Dave Chappelle. That's Dave, Dave Chappelle is just right up the road. Like, what? And this is 05, mind you. So this is when Dave Chappelle was hot. Hot. <laughs> he was hot. He was Dave Chappelle. He still is Dave Chappelle. But we were literally down the street. We lived down the street from Dave Chappelle actually knows, actually taught, like friends, like communal friends. Dave Chappelle actually knows one or two people that I went to school with or something where he was just like, yeah, you know, that's my buddy. That's my friend. Dave Chappelle. I'm not kidding. I'm not lying. I can't make this shit up. I can't. I wish I could. I was a good liar when I was younger. No longer am I that same liar. I can't lie to save my life now, man. People can read me out like a book now if I try to lie. But this is the truth because I have the friends that can back it up and be like, yeah, they, me and Dave Chappelle are friends. Like, well, I don't even call, I don't even know what the relationship, but they know each other. Like, oh yeah, no, like Dave Chappelle's like, yeah, I know her. I know this person. I like, we're friends. We're, you know, that's my buddy. Uh, that was, that's the people I hang out with. Just cool. Just people who are themselves like my man, two tone. And I think that's the lesson is real recognize real man it's i know i know a lot of people may not understand it but uh 
And maybe some people don't want to understand. A lot of people seem like that's the case today. They just don't want to understand real. They just don't want to understand commonality. It has to be their way or no way. You know what I mean? And that could have been me and Tony that first night. The first night he called me nigger, I could have just ended it right there and be like, nope, got, get me out the car. Maybe part of the reason was they were my ride. <laughs> Maybe that was the reason. Now that I think about it, because they had to take me home or at least take me back to Zach's. And it worked out. You know, I, I hung in there. I was just like, you know what? All right, whatever. <laughs> and I just kept talking to him. By the end of the night, they were sorry. They were like, dude, we are so sorry for calling you nigger. We just never thought we would be around someone like you. <laughs> Who would actually be... It was kind of like they got exposed and were like, holy shit. Like, okay, well, you deserve our friendship. <laughs> And I'm glad I have it, man. I want to trade. I want to trade two tone for the world, man. You know he can call me nigger any day. I know he wouldn't, but hey, man, he he's been down, man. He he uh he's helped me out in ways that are insurmountable, man. Uh, he no question asked. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of leave it at this and. You know, do what I do. But uh, my man sat here, and I remember, this was like maybe 2017. And I was driving, and there happened to be some marijuana in the car. And I don't know whose marijuana it was, but I got caught. And... Like a real G, I just sat there and told them lawyer. I didn't, they, they were like, hey, is there anything you want to tell? They even pulled out the weed in front of me and sat there and was like, is there anything you'd like to tell us, sir? And I just looked at the officer. I was like, with all due respect, sir, I'd be more than happy to help if there's a lawyer present. And so, you know, they, they left it alone. They were like, you know what? Good job. You know the law. And they took me into jail, booked me. And, um, you know, I had to fight the case for a long time. And during this time, I leaned on my man, Tony, because they impounded my car. And I had to get it out the shop. And before, before I even get to that point... Let me tell y'all something about uh, Texas. This is this is 2017, so I already moved back to Texas and doing my thing. Um, actually, it was like the week before Christmas on 2017, and uh, my man sat there and you know I called him. I wouldn't have had a car, essentially. I called him out the blue, and I was like. Tony, shit just happened, dude. I need $250 right now or I don't have a car. Hey, what happened, man? Man, I got popped for some shit. I just I just got to figure it out, blah, 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 blah. No questions asked. Hey, man, I got you. You need it right now? Yes. Yes, I do. 
I had I had no car, so I had to go to my next door neighbor, uh, Daniel, who actually got me a job working for uh, uh, CRI, which is pretty much polling and surveys. Uh, that's where I did all the political campaigns and, you know, CNN surveys and polls. And, you know, I heard a lot of, I heard a lot of, I learned, let me just put it this way. People are very free with the words when you represent an organization they truly hate. So, uh, I just wanted to throw that in there. I find that odd. They just make you the organization. Like, no, I work for CNN. I'm not a part of CNN. I'm just polling for them to give them the, no, you're CNN, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I had to get my man, Daniel, and he gave me a lift down to the impound that those motherfuckers in blue never gave me the address to. I had to figure out where my car was impounded at. They gave me the wrong address. True story. They gave me the wrong address on purpose so that I wouldn't find said car so I wouldn't make said court dates so that I wouldn't have said chance to be free. Fuck them. Fuck them. I appreciate what they do for the country. Law enforcement, I've talked to a lot of them. They're, they're cool. But sometimes, fuck them. Because sometimes, some of the people fuck it up for all of them sometimes. And those are one of those times. But my man Two-Tone in our history that you guys got an abridged version of. Um, no questions asked through all the shit that we've been through. He was like, I got you, man. No problem. He hasn't even asked for the money back. He hasn't even asked for that shit back. He was just like, no problem. You'll get me when you get me. So two-tone, I'm going to get you, dude. This is an ode to you, man, because a lot of cats out there, male, female, whatever, they need friends like you, man. They got to have friends like you in your life, in their life, I should say, because I fear that a lot of people don't have that anymore, you know, that call. And there's other people in my life, and they'll be mentioned, you know, like I said, Japanese saga. That's probably the best saga of my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these, I'm telling you, man, I lived a wild, long, crazy life. And by the grace of God and family and friends, and especially friends who had resources at the time to take care of my fucking simple ass. The legend of Two-Tone Tony is really about y'all, man. You know. He just personified what you all were about in my life, man. And um, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart on that, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Uh, because the, he didn't have to do it. He, could, he couldn't. He couldn't have had, you know, done that for anybody else, but somebody he would have you know, wanted to do it for, and he decided he wanted to do that for me, and I don't know what I did to deserve it, man, but whatever I did to deserve it, hopefully, I'm still doing that for you, Two-Tone, because 
I think I think life would have been a lot worse after that night. You know, f- for real, for real. Um, you gotta have friends, no matter where they're from, no matter what they do, no matter. No matter what, you can't judge a book by its cover. I know it's cliche. And once again, real recognize real. I'm pretty sure if I was fake, he would have just been fake with me. But I kept it real. And I always kept it real with my man. And he always kept it real with me. And it showed. You know, you know, I visited him in Ohio twice. Not because, oh, well, you know, there's other things. But it was really because that was my man. Like, why wouldn't I want to go see him? You know what I mean? He taught me game. He he gave me some game. You know what I mean? Like, in, in, weird, in a weird way, he taught me to just be humble and accepting. You know, he taught me... Uh, you know what? Maybe I, maybe I am wrong. Maybe, maybe you got something that I can relate to. And that's what I try to do, man. I just, I just try to relate because two-tone was willing to relate with me and give me a chance. And I was willing to do the same thing. And just that one act, just willing this willingness to relate, the willingness to relate to one another, I think is the cornerstone of all human relationships. I think if people understood that, I wouldn't hate them as much. I think... uh, I think a lot of people miss out on the simple things like that nowadays. You know, I got a lot of good friends, you know, uh, all around the world, man. You know, I got a lot of, I got, you know, you know, I got, I got friends. I got a lot of good friends, you know, obviously not a lot of friends, but a lot of good friends. Like, like, like I said, a handful of friends. And people, both male and female, that I sit there and I'm like, yeah, yeah, they 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 inspire me to do the things that I do. They inspire me to do this podcast. I speak for them on this podcast because they deserve that recognition. You know what I mean? Uh, but. There's a two-tone Tony out there for you. You know. There's going to be a person, and maybe you already got that person. Maybe maybe you already have somebody uh that you can look at and say, "No, that person got my back." Whether it's a spouse, whether it's a friend, whether it's a relative, whether it's, you know, a thing. Maybe it's a dog. Maybe 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 it's a book. That you can go back to and just say, you know what, you've been, you are my cornerstone, and you're on my rock. You you gave me the foundation to do the other things, and that's two tone Tony. 
He's he's the foundation. You know, I have I have you know one or two other friends, close friends that I consider big influences in my life. Looking back, that I've known longer than him. But as a man, it starts with two tone Tony. It, it it really does. It it starts with his his simple white ass and I wouldn't I wouldn't want to trade that nigga for any. He is a nigga. He is a nigga. He is a down nigga. He is. He is. He is. You know, I think that's <laughs> that's the irony, you know. For somebody to profusely so many years ago apologize for calling me nigga. I'm proud to say now that he's my nigga. Like that's a cold dude. And there's other ones, and you guys will hear about them and learn from them. And once again, this show is all about learning and understanding. I think that through this learning and understanding, we can we can improve life. It's just all about relating, man. Um, I love you, man. And I hope all of y'all got a two-tone Tony that y'all can say that to, man. And I think that when you look back in your life, That that two-tone Tony in your life is going to pop up. And it, you're going to think back, man, he or she was solid. I hope, I hope they do better than me. I want them to, I want them to shit all over me and just make it. I want them. That's what I want for my man and for my friends and for you guys. But without the legend of two-tone Tony... Shit, there ain't no me. This is another Midnight Podcast.
confused Sometimes it seems to me As if I'm just being used Gotta stay awake, gotta try and shake off This creeping malaise If I don't stand my own ground How can I find my way
Man, that brings back memories for real, man. Uh, that was Dogs by Pink Floyd, man. Uh, favorite jam of me and my nigga, Two-Tone. Uh, he's the one that actually uh, asked the... He was the one that actually asked to send that song. He was like, yo, man, you should put that song on the uh, podcast, man. And, uh, yeah. So, shout out to Two-Tone for that. And uh, if you're interested on what the first song that you heard uh, tonight, that was from Thin Lizzy, their song uh, Southbound. Uh, A song that said, man, Two-Tone actually put on me, like I said in the story, you know, he put me on on that song, and it really is an explanation of my life personally, man, and, you know, uh, you know, if you liked what you heard from that, uh, from that song, you can find the, uh, track on the album Bad Reputation, which is also a, uh, great piece of work in itself, so, Go check those two albums out. And just go check out their whole entire... I mean, come on. It's Pink Floyd and Thin Lizzy. Go check their whole entire catalog out. Please. Please. Uh, If you enjoyed tonight's podcast, uh, let me know. Send a voice message at anchor.fm slash midnightpodcastclub. You can also uh, send your support through donations at... Once again, anchor.fm slash midnight podcast club. And if you want to check out any upcoming content, events, public services, you know, stuff like this podcast, you can go find that on the gram at Standard Labs. Uh, Standard Active Labs is, in fact, once again, the uh, the organization, nonprofit organization that uh, produces, you know, the content in podcasts such as what you're hearing tonight. And, hey, if you got thoughts, grievances, and inquiries, email me, midnightpodcastclub at gmx.us. That's midnightpodcastclub at gmx.us. And, once again, I didn't feel like reading anything this time. Uh, Wasn't much to read. Actually, there was nothing to read. You know, I understand. It's a new podcast. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody asking for a new nigga for some heavy shit. And I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, I I I have fun going down this road, man. It, it it put a smile on my face. You know, I was sad at the beginning of this podcast, but you know, it's just good people like that in your life that puts a smile on your face you I mean you know just the thought of them puts a smile on your face man so hope you guys got that somebody in your life man that puts a smile on your face just thinking about them and uh i hope you think about them tonight all right that's it people now go take a fucking bath you dirty animals good night i'm out